Welcome to Keep On with Abigail Wallace. This is episode five of season two, and we're going to look at real anxiety relief this week. Give peace a chance. It has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. G.K. Chesterton wrote that about the Christian ideal, but it's just as true of Paul's treatment for anxiety. In other words, we can be freed from anxiety, moment by moment, hour by hour, if we are willing to exert and apply and fight the good fight, we can live in perfect peace. Oh, but you don't get me, Abigail. I have serious anxiety. I am a worrier. It's in my DNA. Exactly. I am speaking to you. Paul has written to you. The Philippians 4 treatment is just what we need. The tendency to worry and fret is deep inside me. In seventh grade, social anxiety was so crippling that I missed my best friend Jill's birthday party. Junior high twisted my stomach so much I tucked a Ziploc in my backpack for fear I would throw up on the bus. I'm not immune. If anyone has cause for worry, I have more. Circumstanced to breaking point of the people of worriers, of the tribe of Wussmen. In regard to personality, a type A. As for plans, lists overflowing. As for hypersensitivity to hurt feelings, faultless. But whatever was cause for worry, I'm learning to count as fuel for faith. What I wrote about hard blows and dashed hopes preparing me to run with horses is even more true today than it was when I posted five months ago. Stressors are ramping up and not gearing down. I share all this to gain credibility, not sympathy, because I want you to know that I've got lots at home that could make me a nervous wreck. I've drawn this out so that you'll believe me when I say that you too can be free from anxiety. Paul's peace pill really works, and we'd do well to take it. Just a little worry or infidelity? Because when we are worrying, we are not trusting, Corey Ten Boom wrote. Because it is not only wrong to worry, Oswald Chambers said, it is infidelity. Because worrying means that we do not think that God can look after the practical details of our lives. The prescription for anxious hearts found in Philippians 4 says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I know this treatment works. It is an effective prescription for peace. Here are three reasons I know. Number one, because God never lies. Titus 1-2. He promised his peace will replace our anxiety if we take the Philippians 4 treatment. Number two, because what Christ commands, he also gives. His command is be anxious for nothing 
and Jesus Christ himself offers his peace. John 14, 27. Reason number three, because I have experienced the cure. When an angry barrage came at me last night, I took the treatment and fell fast asleep. Here's how it looked today. A loved one made an unwise choice, another unwise choice, that will likely crimp his future and impact ours, and a pang of fear shot through. My insides twisted from chest to waist. Then I took Paul's peace pill. Oh, Lord God, please take my worry. I give it to you. Thank you that you are way ahead of us, working a solution before I even saw this problem. Then I did part two, the think on these things part. I called to mind true, right, lovely things. And as I did, peace trumped. It pushed out anxiety. I won't lie. I had to do it again and again this afternoon. But each time I did, it worked. Effective anxiety treatment is within your reach, brother and sister. You can be an anxiety thrower too. But you must insist upon thinking. Peace requires right thinking. Thinking the way God calls us to think on the things God calls us to think. This is how the peace of God calms our anxious hearts. In a message on Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, where Jesus gives eight reasons not to be anxious, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones zooms in on reasons number two and number four, specifically, look at the birds and consider the lilies. Here's what he said. Faith, according to our Lord's teaching in this paragraph, is primarily thinking. And the whole trouble with a man of little faith is that he does not think. He allows circumstances to bludgeon him. That is the real difficulty in life. Life comes to us with a club in its hand and strikes us upon the head, and we become incapable of thought, helpless and defeated. The way to avoid that, according to our Lord, is to think. We must spend more time in studying our Lord's lessons, in observation and deduction. Look at the birds, think about them, and draw your deductions. Look at the lilies, look at the grass, consider them. The trouble with most people, however, is that they will not. Instead of doing this, they sit down and ask, What is going to happen to me? What can I do? That is the absence of thought. It is surrender. It is defeat. Our Lord here is urging us to think, and to think in a Christian manner, and that is the very essence of faith. Faith, if you like, can be defined like this. It is a man insisting upon thinking when everything seems determined to bludgeon and knock him down in an intellectual sense. The trouble with the person of little faith is that instead of controlling his own thought, His thought is being controlled by something else, and he goes round and round in circles. That is the essence of worry. That is not thought. That is the absence of thought, the failure to think. No, friends, we must not allow circumstances to bludgeon us. We must think. This is faith. And, oh, dear Lord, increase our faith. Because there is a lot to worry about. There's a whole lot we could worry about. We could worry about Putin, the Ukraine, and the U.S. for three. We could worry about unhealthy choices our loved ones are making. And there's always fear of being misunderstood, mistreated, or mistaken. By now you know, there is a way out of worry. 
but it's not an easy way. Peacemaking is not passive and rarely comes free. One gave all, and all who will be anxious for nothing must give something. Peace with God came through Jesus Christ's death on a cross. Jesus Christ gave himself up for us. Peace within also comes at a cost. We must offer something up to God. Back to Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Did you hear it? We offer up our prayers with what Psalm 116, verse 17 calls a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Then, when our human reason cannot possibly figure out how this will work out well, the peace of God glides in. And it guards us from the dread enemy of anxiety that would kill our joy and steal our contentment and peace. Note, some anxieties can resist everything except thanksgiving. Irish pastor David Leggy explains, When Thanksgiving begins, anxieties melt away like icebergs in tropical seas. The life that is ungrateful is very cold and icebergs abound. Let us raise the temperature and we shall be amazed at the results. A really thankful heart is so crowded with the sense of God's mercies that it can offer no hospitality to worry and anxiety. This too I know from experience. When I turn up the heat with thanksgiving, my worries melt away. Thanksgiving trumps anxiety. We cannot be anxious and thankful at once. You can't ride two horses with one hiney. Even if we don't feel thankful, we can give thanks. That's how peace comes. That's the cost. But there's more. In Philippians 4 verses 8 and 9 it says, We've got to think on good things, true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable things, and then we've got to practice them. When we do, Paul makes the promise, the God of peace will be with you. Does the dread enemy of anxiety really stand a chance when the peace of Almighty God guards our hearts and the God of peace is with us? So why don't we pay the price for worry-free? First, maybe feeling anxious makes us feel like we've got a horse in the race. Corey Ten Boom said, We imagine that a little anxiety and worry are indications of how wise we really are. We think we see the dangers of life clearly, as if our worry is wise enough to change the outcome, as if we're in control. But the other reason is real too, at least for me. It's because the treatment is not one and done. The anxiety for peace trade must be made again and again. I may have to pray my anxious thoughts to God with thanks 20 times an hour. Anxiety comes easy, but peace takes work. If we block the power of God's promise when we erect clinical barriers around anxiety, we will make our troubles untouchable. 
David must have faced anxiety when he was behind enemy walls, seized by hostile Philistines. A thousand years before Paul wrote his anxiety prescription, David took the peace pill and penned Psalm 56. Replace anxious for afraid in these verses, and you will be off and running, trusting that your faith will grow. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. Postscript. Some of you are still shaking your head. You don't understand, Abigail. My anxiety is beyond what you know. It's clinical. It's way past what you can understand. To you, I gently say, maybe it is, but please go to God. Because even though I don't know, He knows. Relief from anxiety may involve more than the Philippians 4 prescription, but I don't think it will require less. Second, if you have seven minutes, you might enjoy the Ask Pastor John podcast entitled Anxiety, Sin, Disorder, or Both. It really helped me. Friends, I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. I know I might be stepping on toes. I know that it's hard, I know it's a fight, and I know it is not one and done, but I would love to hear if you've had success in your fight to be free from anxiety. The Lord bless you and keep on. He is with you.